Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We closed last week's broadcast looking at the last of what the parrots call eight of the most established benefits of trading places and mutual understanding. In case you missed them, here they are again. One, a reduction in critical comments. Two, the elimination of nagging. Three, a sure way to short-circuit conflict. Four, a means to becoming better friends. Five, the tools for developing a deeper commitment. Six, a sure way to give and get grace from each other. Seven, the benefit of living longer and healthier lives. Eight, a boost in realizing your dreams together. The parrots say that these rewards can come quicker than you think. They cite an example which I think is worth repeating. In the 1930s, American Airways, which later became American Airlines, had a tremendous problem with lost luggage. Passenger complaints kept coming even after the company tried their best to get their station managers to overcome the problem. Finally, Lamont Cohn, general manager of the airline at that time, came up with an idea. Cohn asked all of the station managers from across the country to fly to company headquarters for a meeting. Then he made sure that every manager's luggage was lost in transit. The result? Well, you guessed it. The airline suddenly made a huge leap of progress in curtailing the problem of lost luggage. And it was all because the airline's personnel instantly saw the problem from their customers' point of view. When you accurately see any situation from another's point of view, when you can experience it like they do, you instantly take a different approach to it. They go on to say that empathy can actually change everything in a moment. The moment you see a predicament from your spouse's angle, once you've gained mutual understanding and have put yourself thoroughly in his or her shoes, you change that very instant. Unlike the station managers for American Airways, you won't have to be goaded and pressured to make changes. You'll make the changes without further prodding. The parrots say that some people argue that empathy is inefficient, that it takes too much time and effort. They completely disagree. Empathy is highly pragmatic. It's the fastest way to make progress in your marriage. It will save you untold time in moving past difficulties and it accelerates your success. Think of any convoluted conversation you've ever had with your spouse. Maybe it was a misunderstanding about a prescription. Perhaps it involved misreading motivations concerning a joke in front of friends. Or maybe it was a lack of appreciation that caused you to clam up. Whatever the problem, wouldn't you like to make it immediately disappear? Wouldn't you like a magic button that would suddenly make things better? Sure, who wouldn't? Well, according to the parrots, that's what mutual understanding and trading places can do. It's quick and can literally happen in an instant. Leslie relates the following personal experience between her and Les. Les and I recently had a conversation that became increasingly heated. It involved what to serve for a dinner party we were hosting in our home. You can just do enchiladas, Les asserted. People love those. I'm not serving enchilada, I protested. These people are expecting a nice dinner. 
Well, then I don't know what to say, Les shrugged and left the room. Where are you going? I shouted. I've got ice cream on the counter in the kitchen, he hollered back. I followed him into the kitchen, and he could feel me gearing up for a hard-headed discourse on why my enchiladas were not appropriate for the party and how he needed to be invested in this event as much as me. Before we made it to the softening ice cream, Les turned to me, put his hands on my shoulders, and said, Help me see this from your side. That's all it took. In less than a minute, I told him how I had a limited amount of time to choose a menu, make the food, get the house ready, arrange for child care, prep our second grader for a spelling test, take my mom to a doctor's appointment, and so on. No wonder you're feeling frazzled, Les confessed. I didn't realize you had all that on your plate. That was it. In a moment's time, Les suddenly saw my world from my perspective and the tension melted long before his ice cream. He offered to take a few of my tasks, and we moved forward. The point is that without trading places, our enchilada exchange would have evolved into an emotional and time-consuming upheaval that neither of us wanted. Now there's a statement you can use in your own relationship. Help me see this from your side. I dare you to honestly do that and see how it changes the temperature of your discussion. You know, we all have conversations that seem to be more emotionally charged than necessary. We all have interactions that misstep and hiccup and turn sideways for reasons that aren't necessarily plain to see. They aren't technically fights. They're just interpersonal rough spots, patches of the marital road that seem bumpier than the rest. These are some of what I call moments of heated fellowship. Not only that, every marriage has occasional off-kilter interactions that have seemingly nothing to do with the current verbal exchange. You know the feeling. It's when you're simply off, out of sync. You feel like you've suddenly on different pages. You couldn't tell it if you read a transcript of the conversation between you and your partner, but you can feel it if you're in the room. These unpleasant interactions, which pepper most marriages, are rarely explained by what's apparent on the surface. The cause? A realization which can remedy the situation and get you both back on the same page is found at a deeper level, and it can always be rooted out by empathy and mutual understanding, changing the interaction in an instant. The parrots say that there's a catch, however. Empathy can never do its invaluable work unless it's predicted on emotional intelligence. In 1990, Yale psychologist Peter Slovey and the University of New Hampshire's John Mayer coined the phrase emotional intelligence to describe qualities that bring human interactions to their peak of performance. Harvard psychologist and New York Times science writer Daniel Goleman brought the phrase into the national conversation with his groundbreaking book, Emotional Intelligence. He calls empathy our social radar and believes it operates at different levels. At the very least, empathy enables us to read others' emotions. And at the highest levels, empathy understands the concerns that lie behind the person's feelings. I call this mutual understanding. The key to identifying and understanding your spouse's emotional terrain, experts agree, is an intimate familiarity with your own. 
Goldman cites the research of Robert Levinson at the University of California at Berkeley as a prime example. Levinson brings married couples into his physiology lab for two discussions, a neutral talk about their day and a second 15-minute emotionally charged discussion concerning a disagreement. Levinson records the husband's and wife's heart rate, muscle tension, changes in facial expressions, and so on. After the disagreement, one partner leaves. A replay of the talk is then narrated by the other partner, noting feelings on their end that were not expressed. Then the roles are reversed and that partner leaves, allowing the other person to narrate the same scene from their partner's perspective. This is where the researchers found something extraordinary. Partners adept at empathizing were seen to mimic their partner's body while they empathize. If the heart rate of the partner in the videotape went up, so did the heart rate of the partner who was empathizing. If the heart rate slowed down, so did that of the empathetic spouse. This phenomenon, called entrainment, demands we put aside our own emotional agendas for the time being to clearly receive the other person's signals. For as Goldman says, when we are caught up in our own strong emotions, we are off on a different physiological vector, impervious to the more subtle cues that allow rapport. The point is that if we don't know what we are feeling, we can't set our own emotions aside temporarily in order to enter the emotional world of our spouse. That's why emotional self-awareness is the prerequisite for trading places and mutual understanding. Empathy doesn't necessarily require anything more than letting your spouse know with compassion that you recognize what's going on inside of them. American psychologist Abraham Maslow said, become aware of internal experiences so that it immediately becomes possible for a certain amount of control to be exerted over them. Some say that our hearts hold dominion over our heads. In other words, without self-awareness, our emotions rule. We lack objectivity, and the emotional spillover of our conversations clouds our reason. I was so angry, we say, I couldn't think straight. But the parrots say, not so for the person with emotional intelligence. They can explain the reasons behind the most unreasonable emotions. They can step back from their own emotional experience, insert a bit of objectivity, and manifest emotional self-awareness. Psychologists call it metamood, meaning awareness of one's own emotions. Sociologists call it self-observation. Others call it mindfulness. The parrots call it self-awareness. Whatever you call it, we're all talking about the attention we give to our internal emotional state. And that attention requires objectivity or what some call a second self. Novelist William Styron says, A second self is able to watch with dispassionate curiosity as his companion struggles. Thankfully, that kind of objectivity can be learned. With emotional clarity comes a happier and healthier marriage. That's one of the reasons that I require a personality assessment of the people that I work with. This is a good beginning place to begin to take charge of yourself and your emotions. Without knowing how you're wired, you don't really know what normal is for you. And without knowing how you're wired, it's hard to protect yourself from yourself. 
There are times and situations where you don't have to become someone else in your actions and reactions, but you can certainly be less of yourself. You have control of that. Alfred Lord Tennyson said, The happiness of a man in this life does not consist in the absence, but in the mastery of his passions. Well, next week, we'll begin our time together talking about the anatomy of your emotions. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.